I believe women don't have enough safe space to embrace their stories, share freely, and lean on one another. And if we don't do this for one another, how will we show the next generation how to do it differently? There are a million reasons we hold back and hide. Fear of judgment, shame, uncertainty, or simple inconvenience. But that just allows the problem to persist, ladies. Let's open up the conversation. No holds barred and no judgment. Let us hear your joys and your pains, your struggles and your triumphs. Truth be told, we probably have far more in common than you'd imagine. Together, we'll create a different experience than what we've come to tolerate. A more authentic and connected experience that triumphs over judgment and falsities. One that gives us all the space to be sincere and unapologetic together. This is me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to This Is Me. I am talking to Anya Short, who is a underrated bio queen from DC, who has been doing drag for two years, going on three. She is a goddess, and I'm just so honored that she has agreed to do this interview. So welcome. (laughs) Let's just dive in. Tell me where your story starts. Well, it all started when I was a young little girl who's been playing Barbies, who've been doing Barbie's hair, and who's also who's also interested in makeup and fashion, who's also interested in being a little entertainer when she was little. What's the path that led you into like stepping into who you are? It's not easy. It's not that simple. Okay. Wow. <laughs> So when I was younger, I knew I was going to be an entertainer when I was younger by watching a lot of media and saying, I need to be there. I need to be there. I need to entertain. And then like, but growing up, I, I always been taught that being an entertainer doesn't, doesn't get me anywhere. So like, but even when I went to college, I wanted to entertain what was what was behind that drive to entertain? Hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race was the clear what gave me the clear mindset of me doing drag because because it has a lot of femininity because you get to dress up because also because you get to like lip sync and live in your own fantasy. Mm-hmm. And when I see drag queens, I see, I see women, I see glam, glamour. And also I just see um, a lot of things. Like I see a lot of things that I love. And honestly, when I, when I first watched RuPaul's Drag Race, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I was a dude so that I could get in drag. Oh, wow. But then when I realized that um, women can do drag, mm-hmm. I was like, one day I'll get there. One day I'll get there. And I was at nursing school because like my passion for drag in general went from watching RuPaul's Drag Race to I need to experiment with makeup a bit to like being in drag during this pride parade. That was my first time in drag. Mm-hmm. And it led me to like just being Anastasia Olympia. Tell me then, so you, you see this RuPaul and you see this femininity and you see these things that just kind of draw you to it. Did you see yourself 
as a little girl and a teenager as, as beautiful and, and glamorous, or was it a goal? Both. Growing up, I, I was always told that I look beautiful without makeup, which is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but then I knew, but then when I put on makeup, I feel glamorous. Even if I put on makeup for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I even went to school with makeup, like with lots, lots of makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, which is why the answer is both. Both. Yeah. Okay. And I can, I can understand that because you like makeup and then there's this, this avenue where this place where it's completely embraced. And I was intrigued when you said you live in your own fantasy. Can you tell me more about that? So like when I'm in drag, I see myself as beautiful. I see myself as glamorous as a showgirl and a diva too. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like a rich ass celebrity when yes. actuality, I'm not that rich. How, how often do you dress in drag and perform? And Oh, good question. I, before, before I used to, before I went out, before the pandemic, I would just perform like twice a month, mm-hmm. which is not enough. And then um, I was inc- I was trying my best to increase it to like three times a month to four times a month. Yeah. Before the pandemic and fuck this pandemic. Actually. Right. Yeah. It messed me up. So, yeah. but during this pandemic, I would go, I would get in drag for like once a week or once every two weeks mm-hmm. or even like twice a week. Like just for yourself, just to... not only really for myself, but opportunities okay. like okay. online bookings and oh. gigs and stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so tell me. I want to back up a little bit. So tell me, what made you finally decide? Okay, this is this is it. This is what I'm doing. Because you had gone to nursing school. Your family said entertaining is not the avenue. What did you? What was the point where you were like, or what led up to the point where you're like? I'm doing this. It was the summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. I was starting to like do in drag, getting in drag, just like release some stress. Okay. And during the small summer break of nursing school, remind, remind you, I graduated from health sciences and I went to nursing Then I went straight to nursing school mm-hmm. and, um, Remind you, I didn't go out that much when I was in, I didn't party that much when I was in um, nursing school. Nursing it's college. time. <laughs> Not only that, but also like, usually like when I went to parties, freshman year, I didn't have an ID or anything. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have an ID or anything or even my passport. Sophomore through my fifth year, I had a passport, but I allowed myself to have fun sparingly. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I didn't have that. And also, I didn't even watch RuPaul's Drag Race that much, as much as I should, which I regret. Like, I watched clips, but yeah. I didn't watch the full scene. Mm-hmm. You and regret because you just enjoyed that? There's so much more that you could have experienced yes, watching that? Yeah, I regret. I regret a lot. Yeah. And so it's that summer, and you're like, I'm going to do this. Yes, that actually during my nursing school, I was watching Drag Race. I feel like the more I watch Drag Race, the more I want to get in drag. Mm-hmm. 
and I feel like I was so addicted to Drag Race. I even started watching, I even watched it during my study break. And um, <sighs> then like around May during my clinicals, I would talk about getting in drag a lot, nonstop. And you would like, talk about that? Yeah. I was like, yes. And I told myself, I need, I'm going to get in drag. 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 <laughs> and then after the pride parade, I was like, I'm glad I got in drag. I need to do more. Okay. So then tell me, okay. I have so many questions. When you would talk about it, what was the reaction of people around you? Cause you had said earlier that you didn't realize women could be, could dress in drag. And so I'm curious if other people had that same feeling, or if you, it was just your thoughts were welcomed and embraced. You kind of had to, if you got pushback. So luckily for my, luckily for my co-partners for clinicals, Mm -hmm. they were so accepting and my clinical instructor was accepting as well. Mm -hmm. It was so accepting. Like they wanted to, they wanted to learn more about Mm -hmm. me. And that was around that time that I knew for sure that women can do drag. Yeah. And, um, but when it comes to telling my sister, Uh, my older sister was the first person I told tell and I told her about it. She was like, I don't get it. Drag ki- drag queens are are men dressing up as women and drag kings are women dressed up as men. And I was like, women can dress up as other women and men can dress up as other men. Non-binary, non-binary people can dress up as women and, and non-binary can dress up as men yes. and so on and so on and so on. Yes. We're all stuck in these little boxes. Yes. yes. And oof, my younger brother found out. Oh, he found out. You didn't tell him he found out. <laughs> yeah. Through Instagram. I, oh. oof, it was ugly. Yeah. Let's just say that it was really ugly. And with my younger sister and my younger brother, I told them mm-hmm. they knew. They had Not, already. They didn't know, but they accepted it. Okay. Okay. Like, and over time, my older sister too, my, my older sister, and my younger brother over time, they accepted it. Okay. And now my sister supports me. And how does that, how does that feel? I mean, I felt validated. Oh, we, we all need that too. Bless you. We all need that. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. So then set the scene. Where were you the first time you dressed in drag? Good question. Capital pride of 2018, obviously. Okay. Okay. Can I you tell remember, me more? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to DC. I was dressed up in a dress in natal drag with this long as braided extensions up to my, up to my ass. Uh-huh. It's, and then it was it was black because black is my natural hair color. Mm-hmm. So I went to Blue Mercury that time. I remember putting on pink makeup, pink lips, pink eyeshadow, pink highlighter, and blush. Yeah. Excuse me. And then you and then, just. Yeah, and then I remember putting on mascara and stuff, and I also remember putting. Um, 
I also have like this pink panties, mm-hmm. which I'll never wear again, as well as the sports bra, which is a boot for me. Uh-huh. But those heels are the only shoots as long as like, I remember feeling sickening that day. You were feeling what? I remember feeling beautiful. That beautiful. Day. Oh yeah. Sorry. No that's, fine. no, that's great. Okay. So tell me that word that you just used. Sickening means you look fierce. You look awesome. You look stunning. You look beautiful. You look gorgeous. You're feeling yourself. And is that the first time you felt yourself? Yes. yes. It is. Okay. Not, not the first time I felt myself, but the first okay. But that was the first time in drag that I felt this glamorous. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I felt glamorous before, but being in drag, I was like, yes, I love it. Yeah. But I was so ashamed because like, um, I was in nursing school and I told my mom that I don't, I didn't want my mom to see me in drag because like she was conservative mm-hmm. and I was in panties and um, sports bra. So like on my way home, I changed into a dress, changed mm-hmm. back into a dress, studied some for a quiz in nursing school and I took out my makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, there's so many layers there. Like you're like, I'm glamorous. This, this feels right. And then having to cover that up before you go home. That's, that's very, um, what is that? What, what for you? How did that make you f- feel? And nerve wracking, like anxiety ridden because my mom, when she sees me in too much makeup, she'd be like, that's too much makeup. Mm. You need to take it off. Mm-hmm. It's like being drag is awesome. But again, being drag, getting into drag and getting out of drag is, can be difficult at times because like my mom, my parents are conservative. Mm-hmm. They really are conservative. And I love doing drag. I love doing, drag is my passion and drag is what I do. Mm-hmm. And if I were to do drag every single day, I would love to do it. I would love to get booking gigs. Mm-hmm. but with the stigma that I had to fear that to face at home and with the notion that drag is with the notion that I hear that drag may not be the only income or may not be the suitable income for a living that's just wow yeah I feel like I needed a backup it's like, mm. but at the same time, I was in nursing school over the summer and I feel like, I feel like during nursing school, it was getting harder and harder and it was nerve wracking. I even told my mom that I quit, that I quit nursing school. So that left me a lot more time to do drag. And what was her reaction to that, that you left nursing, nursing school? Quitting nursing school. When I told her that I when I can't do this anymore. She mm-hmm. gave me a hug. And That's she great. told me, I know, because <laughs> she understood my pain. Yeah. And she told me, Do you want to take a break from nursing school? I was like, Yes. And then I went to the psych. Then my mom and I, we had a further talk. She's like, 
um, how did you do in nursing? And I was, and I told her I failed. And it was mm-hmm. because like, it was because like nursing was hard and it was clinical was so stressful for me. It took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I, we didn't see eye to eye on that reason. She thought I was giving an attitude and stuff. And I was like, mommy, you don't understand about nursing. This is so tough, but I didn't dare fight. I didn't dare talk to her about that. And then when I went to, when I went to the therapist, along with my sister, I did uh-huh. some tests and I got the results that I cannot work in any setting, like nurse, especially with nursing, because I have anxiety. Yeah. And my anxiety took a toll on me that summer as well. And I, what I didn't know is that, but what I didn't know, but been known is that I have ADHD and autism because like, I knew I had to study a lot more than other people during that time. And I know that such breaks can be a distraction for me. Ah, wow. Thank you for, for telling us your truth. That's, um, I'm very honored that you shared that it's, it's very layered. Um, and I'm struck with the fact that you have anxiety and you really are having to navigate through that as you go in and out of drag, um, so that your parents don't find out. No. So you're, I mean, whether you're giving yourself credit or not, (laughs) you know, you are doing some, some navigating through it. And, you know, that's, that's impressive to me that, um, (laughs) you are able to do, to do that, um, for your dream, you know, it's, yeah. Cause when we're committed to our dreams, we've got to be all in, you know, mm-hmm. so kudos for you to you. So you, you had, you had said that this, the stigma and you had talked about going to a pride parade. So then is there, are there other layers besides dressing in drag or it was just the stigma around drag at a pride parade? Honestly, there's a lot of stick. There's also a stigma being LGBTQ because like, okay. So that's another layer that you are feeling like you're having to hide. Yeah. Cause like while my siblings accept me who I am, as well as my cousins, they accept me who I am. Like my mom, I told my mom about me being bisexual at first. Mm -hmm. I can tell that there's a biraser because she didn't even acknowledge bisexual. She acknowledged lesbianism, homosexuality. Okay. And she even dared ask me if I was a girl. Of course I am a girl. Of course. Like I can't even see myself being non-binary or dude. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'll be depressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just see myself as a woman liking other women. Yeah. And then she was like, just stop. This is not you. She told me calm, cool, and collectively. Do you understand? I hesitated to answer. Yes. And she's like, do you understand me? She repeatedly asked me if I was understanding her. I hesitantly, reluctantly told her yes. Yeah. But at first, I was just shrugging it off. But then when she talked to me, she -hmm. told me to look in the mirror. She's like, look, it's not you. It's not. So answer me. Have you told anyone that you're 
and LGBTQ community. I said, I told everyone, I told people that she was so upset, cannot believe it. Like she, she would call me dirty. I told her, this is who I am. She was like, no, it's not. This is not you. This is unclean. She was upset. She, she grounded me. How old were you? 16. Wow. Only on 17. Wow. She grounded you because you love women. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just, not it's, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's not okay. Like, yeah. What's worse? I- Sorry. No, please. What's worse is that I had to go to school. I had to pretend to be homophobic, which is sad. You had to pretend to be homophobic. Tell me about that. I had to stay away from uh, the LGBTQ community because like the ones that that are bright, which is sad. And And very traumatic. It's, it, that's yes. a traumatic thing to act like you're scared of who you are, who your spirit is. Yes. Yeah. I even apologize to, to oh, those yes. people. I even apologize to those people during homecoming. Like I realized that I can't handle, I can't hate on people for who they are. Yeah. I still had to hide myself because for the sake of being around my mom mm-hmm. and she even asked me, are those people LGBTQ? And I was like, no. So I had to hide myself. Like the more I hid myself, the more I couldn't take it any longer. And the, the more I see other people being involved with the LGBTQ community, the more I shed those layers that my mom put on me. Yeah. So I just, I even confused my sexuality because I knew for sure that I wasn't straight. That's lie that I was straight. Like yeah. I didn't even... I didn't even had that much feelings for dudes unless they're feminine. I have mm-hmm. feelings for women, even if they're straight, mm-hmm. but I didn't act on them. Mm-hmm. Wow. In fact, I had, to, I had to hide myself. And um, when I, whenever I get, what's worse is that whenever I get into fights with my mom during my high school years, mm-hmm. she even dared ask me, okay, I remember you telling me that you're a lesbian. Or she would say, I'm gay, I'm gay. And I told her, no, I'm not gay, I'm straight. Mm. On so many levels, yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to survive this situation. Yeah. She would occasionally ask me if I was gay. And I told her, I would tell her, no, I'm not. During freshman year of college, after I broke up with this first dude I went on a date with, Mm -hmm. I came out saying that I like women more than men. And it took a lot of discovery to realize that I am a multisexual queer woman. Mm-hmm. And so is that something that you and your mother talk about? Or is that just, we don't talk about it? I hide that. I don't even dare want to talk about this with my mom. I don't even yeah. dare about it with my mom. Otherwise, it's going to be quite, yeah. it's going to be a lot. So can I ask you, when you are in drag, is it like every bit of your being is accepted in that moment? Yeah. 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 yeah I can see on your face. <laughs> it just lights up. Like, 
didn't. Yeah. It, like there were some moments where I performed, I performed being nervous, mm-hmm. but when I'm Anya, I feel glamorous. I feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm energetic, <laughs> especially <laughs> recently, recently. Mm-hmm. And also I feel, um, and also a lot of people, a lot of people find me gorgeous, especially yeah. ladies. <laughs> which, is, which is great. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> so tell me what's, what's next for you? I mean, you, you went through, like you said, it took a lot to get you here. What's next? Honestly, only God knows. Yeah. Only God knows. Only God knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, if I predict. Yeah. Then I'm either going to let myself down or I'm going to be like with the actual. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I always tell myself, Heather, you're right here. Just be in the present moment, be in the present moment. Um, so I appreciate, I appreciate that answer. What wisdom do you feel like you kind of, you gained when you're looking back on this story of, of stepping into who you are? What's, what's this one piece of wisdom that, that you've learned? First of all, don't ever come out until you're ready. Mm. Secondly, at the end of the day, be yourself. Don't give a shit about what everyone says. (laughs) Don't give a shit about what everyone says. Otherwise, you'll be right. How do you do that? Because I am 45 and I am still, I am still scared of disappointing people. Like, so tell me. (laughs) Just let it go. Like, just think about what you want to do. Think about what you want to do, what you want to pursue. What is your true desires? Mm-hmm. Don't think about what others want. Don't think about what others view you as. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And when people hear your journey so far, what do you hope that they take away from it? Um, that's a good question. Again, I just want them to know that everyone's beautiful for who they are and live the truth. That's first off. Secondly, don't give a shit about what everyone says. Anyone says, don't yeah. give a shit about the haters and naysayers. They can all get the, their asses to the door. And if all these fellows just don't be homophobic, like I was when I was younger, this is just shit's not cute. Yeah. And also it doesn't matter what you are. If you want to do drag of the of the gender pers- drag pers- gender your drag persona is, mm-hmm. go do it. And whatever drag aesthetic you're aiming for, do it. Because at the end of the day, all drag is valid. Your drag is valid, mm-hmm. and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You're very vulnerable, and that's it's uh, so admirable and inspirational. And I really, I mean, there's there's so many layers, and yet your your persistence. And I'm going to do what is, is right for me is, um, something that I hope people who hear this take away. I mean, because even when you are faced with 
you know, the biggest force of opposition that a child can have, you know, you, you went into survival mode, which is something that we have to do, right? You go into survival mode and you do, and you say what needs to happen. Um, and then you grew past it and uh, you're growing into your own. And that's, I love that. So thank you. Our music is Dance Around the Campfire by Julius H.